Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A A podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show? Hope you're good, man. Doug Gottlieb Show comes to you live from sunny Southern California every single day. And it's brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas. The greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, competition, it is always on. No one does sports like Las Vegas. The, inter- the excitement is endless. Make sure and plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah joins us to start the third hour of the show. Uh, I'll give you my take on uh, one former Duke player who's an analyst uh, covering basketball, NBA and college. This is Mike Krzyzewski could come back. I'll tell you what what I know, not what I think, what I know of of that as a possibility upcoming. Plus, um, the Lakers, of course, got eliminated last night. The Hindenburg thinks that the Lakers were a bit of a disaster. It was good. It was... Hindenburg, too old a to reference, Chase, too? What do you think? Uh, probably, but <laughs> I love history, but, so keep them coming. But historic nonetheless, right? Like, everybody knows how, how historic the, the Hindenburg... Hindenburg is that... Um, uh, Hindenburg is that, was that, uh, was it a Zephyr Zeppelin? What were those yep. called? Yeah. Yep. Zeppelin that caught on fire because it was filled with oxygen. Right. Somebody thought that, or was it filled with hydrogen? Sorry. Hydrogen. Hydrogen. Oh, the humanity. Yeah. Actually, the Zeppelin is insulted that you compared the Lakers to it. The Hindenburg. <laughs> yeah. Dana Jeremiah joins us in the Doug Gottlieb show. You remember the, like the, the weird thing about the Hindenburg disaster is like, that feels like the first one we have actual footage of. Yeah. But Hindenburg is the one that looked like the blimp, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, yeah. That's no. a, that's the Zeppelin. That's, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. The, the, I don't, uh, I'm not totally brushed up on, uh, on my history there. I remember just learning about, you remember, it, college, you remember like I'm, catching on, remember like catching on fire. Yeah. And then what yeah. Isaac said is, Oh, the humanity. That's the voice over the, over the footage. Oh, the humanity. 
Oh, wow. See, of course Isaac knows that. He's there, a pro. There you go. Uh, all right, I did. To... I did have a favorite sandwich place in Boone, where I went to school, went went to college at App State, yeah. and the sandwich was called the Hindenburg. I think that's probably one of the times I actually was like, "Oh, what's the Hindenburg?" That's how I think. I don't think I learned it from school. I think it was because the sandwich was called that. Which I don't know why you would call a sandwich a Hindenburg, but nonetheless. What did you think of the national championship game in basketball? So I watched the second half, and you uh, watch, as you know, you Doug, didn't watch the first half. Know, I did not. Yeah, I did not see any of the first half. I was okay. uh, at the hotel, staying up in LA um, for, with the network. And by the time I, I flipped on, it was halftime. They were down. You know, everybody knows the story. So I watched the second half. And as you know, I'm a big IU fan. So Indiana basketball is not. You know, it's a little bit better, but it's not great. So I didn't watch a ton of college basketball. I had not seen either of those teams play uh, at all until I watched the second half of that game. I told Bucky about it the next day. I said, it's, it's interesting when you parachute in and don't know anything about anything with that, but just as you watch it as a scout, I said, Buck, those are professional bodies on the Kansas side. They are all they, they are NBA-looking bodies. And I said, do you guys have a weight room at North Carolina? Like, it is not that, – that look like college players versus NBA players. And you can be really good college players and you can win the – yeah, you can probably win a national championship, but that looked like some NBA guys playing against some college guys. Again, knowing nothing about the players, that's just me watching the body types of those guys out on the floor. Well, one of the things that's interesting is, and again, this is more of a college basketball thing, and I'm wondering in scouting college football and covering college football, I know it covered the NFL as well, but it, it's really hard to tell because so many you're playing against grown men. Right? Some mm-hmm. of these guys are 24, 25 years old. Um Kansas, Ochai Abaji's in his fourth year. Dave McCormick is in his, uh, I think he was in his fourth year, right? Remy Martin had played at Arizona State. He comes over. Obviously, he's not a big NBA body, but, um, you know, you have all kind of, very, there was very, there was only two true freshmen who actually contributed in the Final Four, and he sort of made sure, and they were both on Duke, right? Paolo Boncaro's is, is mm-hmm. one of them. Uh, what about college football? Has it trended yet the way where the portal allows older players or are we still seeing you know because you have to say three years even alabama has juniors or or third year sophomores yeah i would say you know with the the fact that you had so many guys coming out and we've seen record juniors over this you know the last five years that have, have come out if there wasn't the transfer portal i would you know i think we were headed towards you know the mid majors you know maybe the non-power five uh, teams you know like the cincinnati's been able to keep guys for four and five years. Wake Forest has kind of built their program off that philosophy that they could compete with teams that were just losing guys after three years because you're playing with just older guys with more experience, maybe not as quite as much talent. But I think that was kind of headed there. The transfer portal changed everything. Now it's just it's even more imbalanced, in my opinion, towards the heavyweights. What do you see next year, Doug? We're going to be talking in the fall, and you're going to go, who the heck is this running back at Alabama? Uh, that they just got from from Georgia Tech, who is unbelievable. He's better than any running back in this draft class, and he gets he's gone. He's gone. He's going to start at Alabama next year, um, and he'll go from somebody who the the hardcore college football fan probably knows who he is. But when you when the average person sees him, and they're going to go, "Oh my gosh!" and they just stole him, and the kid didn't have to sit out. Like it's it's all skewed towards the heavyweights. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Where are you in the quarterbacks in this draft? So I'm, I'm uh, I've been trying to fall in love, Doug, and I haven't been able to. Um, I still stick with Pickett as I think the safest guy. I think it's the, you know, I've kind of said he's kind of like a Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill light maybe, um, but I, I feel like he's going to be a functional starter. So I'm sticking with him. I know you know Willis has the most upside. Everybody will probably tell you the same thing. But it's a little bit of a you know a little bit of a gamble there. Um, he would be two for me. But after that, I don't really. I mean, I have conviction on those being one and two. I don't have as much conviction about the next group of guys, and to the point where, you know, I think Corral is probably the most talented next in line. But everything I've heard from talking to, to buddies around the league that have have really got a chance to spend a lot of time around these guys, which is really important. They've all came away telling me the same guy that kind of that they love, which was Ritter, who they love as a guy. He's not, you know, he's not as consistent as you'd like, but at least he's got some size. He can really run, and he is, you know, he is a great kid who's mature. That's the word that comes up more than anything else. He's just a really, really mature dude. 
So that's probably the one I think is getting the most uh, kind of buzz as we're coming down the home stretch here. Is uh, is Hutchinson, is he at the level of kind of the previous group of that position, the, the Bosa's? Um, you know, is he is he that kind of dude? Is he a J.J. Watt dude or a T.J. Watt dude? Is he at that level? I don't think he's quite at that level, but I don't think he's as far off, you know, as, as, as maybe some have made him out to be. You look at his testing stuff, like he had like a six, seven, three, three cone, which is really, really, really good, which is the best indicator of any metric, of any test for these edge rushers. Like the top edge rushers in the NFL, they're all, you know, in terms of sacks and pressures, they're all, you know, in the high, you know, sixes or right at seven, a little bit over seven. And he's, you know, in like six, seven, whatever. Um, he's, he's he's legit that way. He doesn't have quite the same stuff as the Bosa's. You talk about Miles Garrett, Vaughn Miller going back, those guys. No, but he's not far off. He'd be in that next tier. And in this draft, I think he's the best player. And I think it's it's pretty obvious and evident to me that uh, that he is. So um, I, I'm a fan of his. And I think it's it almost becomes kind of insulting when you say somebody's a high floor guy. Um, this guy's not like this guy's a Pro Bowl caliber player. He's got a chance to be one of the better pass rushers in the NFL. He's just not, you know, he's not those guys I just mentioned. And that's okay. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, let's let's get to what the what the Eagles did. I know you've worked in that organization. You're a fan of Howie Roseman, and I I, I asked you several times this year and even last year, like, do they really think Jalen Hurts? is the long-term answer, and I, I don't know, I, I, I'm i torn. I do feel like they're just protecting themselves in case he isn't, or they mm-hmm. prepare, you know, the, the two first-round picks next year sign, signify to me, one, this year's draft, not great, you don't want three first-round picks, but two, hey, let's protect ourselves, we need a, we need a quarterback, we need to have the ammo to, to run up and get there. Is that what they're doing? Yeah, I think it's smart, you know, I, you look, you want him to take the next step. And I think everybody in that organization would be hopeful that that's exactly what happens. He, you know, he's shown improvement through his brief time in the NFL. And if he continues on that, that line, um, then you'd love to see that. But every organization, because of the importance of that position, more so than any other position in sports, every year, year you need to do an audit and say, is you know what I have versus what's available in the draft or potentially you know via trade, you know, what, what's the best option for us? And you always want to have options with that. So when you have these picks and you, you're able to keep spinning these off and getting futures, so you always have two at a time, you're flexible. And you can say, okay, he continues to develop, great. We're going to use these picks to support him. He flattens out or, or, or goes down. Well, we want to be able to evaluate the marketplace. And if there's an upgrade, we have the ammunition to, to pull that off. So I think that's a constant evaluation that should be taking place in every building. You should look at that position every year and say, can we get better? Um, so now they've just given themselves some flexibility. It's Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. Okay, what about the Saints? They move up. Now they have a couple first-round picks this year. I got actually got a chance to spend a little time with Dennis Allen when I was in New Orleans. What do they add? So it was bizarre timing for me on this one. Um, I didn't really understand it. Yeah, I thought, okay, maybe this is the uh, first of two moves. You know, they're going to get a couple picks here, you know, make sure they have these two top 20 picks, and that maybe moves them up, maybe looking at a quarterback. But I reached out to, to six GMs. I tweeted this out the other day and just talked to six different guys. And I said, what am I missing here? Like, help, help me out. Fill me in. Um, and five of the six had kind of the same take, which was, now look, the Saints are a talent. They have a loaded defense. You know, um, they feel like they can win this division right now. Even, you know, with Jameis Winston at quarterback, they feel like he's, you know, they're higher on him than, than most and feel like he's good enough, but they need a couple more pieces. And they felt like, hey, if we can just lock in two, two picks in the top 20 this year, um, those are two immediate starters. They're not really hung up when they made this trade about, you know, what position that would be because I think – so much unknown and uncertainty at this point in time. You could never know what wideouts or tackles or you know who's going to be there. There's no clue. But they must really like 20 players in the draft and feel like they're going to get two of those guys that can come in and start. And this is a team that's beat Tampa four straight times in the regular season since Tom Brady's been there. So they feel like they're close, and maybe they feel like they're closer than the, than the public. And 
they also have the added, you know, thought that a couple of GMs mentioned. And I think this has been out there that, uh, you know, the Sean Payton thing, he kind of looms out there that you, you could potentially trade him next year. If he wants to get back into coaching and recoup some picks. Do you buy that Tom Brady had nothing to do with Bruce Arians retiring? Um, I, I would say no. I don't buy that he had nothing to do with it. I don't know if it was an ultimatum, but there was a lot of smoke there, you know. And I just know, I know one thing. If I was a, you know, if you're a fan of that team, I love Bruce Arians. But if you gave me the choice between those two, I think everybody would have made the the choice. <laughs> to get Tom Brady back in there. So um, if that is what happened, I don't know, but that would be the decision I would have made. No, no question about it. Um, what do you think the Patriots are going to add? You know, they need to get more dynamic. You know, when you look at the teams they're going to have to beat and go through starting in their own division uh, with Buffalo, I just don't know if they have enough firepower. They find themselves in a, in a shootout in the playoffs with any of those teams, with Buffalo, with Kansas City. You know, the Chargers, the Browns right now with where they are. I mean, I just – I don't know if there's enough firepower there. So, you know, I, you know, I'm curious to see how they approach this draft. They have not had a great history of taking wideouts. Um, but, man, they gotta get they got to get a little more juice. Any juice. Any sort of yeah, juice. Yeah, exactly. If you're the Packers, what do you do? How do you fix your wide receiver problems? I know the history there, and I know they've they've hit on all these wideouts outside the first round. Uh, you know, and maybe that's what they end up doing. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of buck the trend. I know it's been 20 years since they've taken one in round one, but you've got two right there at the back of one. Um, and I think you got to take one with one of those two picks. If nothing else, maybe you trade back a little bit if somebody wants to come up for a quarterback or something else and you can get yourself in the early 30s, I think you can still get a really good wide out there. But I don't think you want to you know, go with your first two picks and, and come away with no wide outs and, and wait for your next one to come along. Um, I, I, I personally expect them to use one of those picks on a, on a wide out, whether or not they stick and pick there, or maybe they trade back a few spots and get a little something extra and then take one. Okay, but, but who is, if you're, if you're going to take one, it's got to be somebody who's ready to play, right? there. And I and yeah. I understand that, that that they're constantly building in assets and what, whatever, but you got to take one that's ready to play. Who in that area of the first round of the draft do you see being available that is ready to play? Well, I, mean, I look at a couple of different guys. Um, you know, you've got Jahan Dotson from Penn State, who's a clean route runner. He's got the best hands in the draft. He's an easy, easy one to evaluate. That would be one. Um, you know, George Pickens from, from uh, Georgia's had some injuries, but he's got as much upside as any of these guys. Um, and he's been coached well there. He's played against good players. Um, he'd be one I think could step in and have an immediate impact. And even, you know, Sky Moore um, coming out of the MAC, his, he's strong, he's tough, he's, uh, he's somebody that Rodgers, you know, he loves to throw those smokes to get the ball out of your hands right now, get those easy layup completions and then let those guys run after the catch. That's something that kid does very well. So um, those are just a few names. You know, Doug, it's, when I started scouting in 2003, we talked about that that kind of uh, development period for wideouts. You know, you take them. You don't expect anything year one. It's a different game. There's a lot of post-snap read stuff you got to do as a wideout side adjusts. That, that's not the case anymore. These guys have all played a ton of football from seven on seven all the way through. Uh, you know, through college, the NFL offenses have adapted and made it easier for them to the point where you can see the last couple of years, the Justin Jeffersons and the Jamar Chases, uh, the Jalen Waddles, these guys come out year one and have a big time impact. So um, I don't think you have to be patient and wait on those guys at this point in time. Hmm. Going to be interesting. DJ, you're the best. Really appreciate you joining us. We'll talk to you very soon. Thanks, bud. See you, man. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Um, we got a new affiliate in uh, Central Oregon's new sports radio station, 96.9 The Ticket. We're in Bend. Bend. I know lots of people who live in Bend, used to live in Bend. Man, can we get a remote in Bend? Can we? Can, can we? Can we? Can we do that? We could probably do that. Oh, I think uh, the hotel prices are cheaper in the city adjacent to Bend. Uh, it's called there's, Or Break. 
uh, O-R-B-R-E-A-K? Not listen, a good we're rolling joke. with Ram. Yeah. No, we're listen. We're rolling with Ramos. He'll he'll take care of the hotel prices. I just, I've never <laughs> I've never been. You know, my brother was in Oregon State for I don't know what it was five years, six six years. Okay, and we had great friends in Portland as well. I've never been to Bend. I've only heard great things, and the people I know who spend time in Bend are good people. It's supposed to be a good time too, and it's like one of those where the weather. It's like it. It's like an. It's like the Austin of um, the Austin of Oregon. Right in Oregon, but not of Oregon. Because right? I mean, you think of Oregon, right? In the spring, you think of probably rainy. You think of um, what are those? Uh, those uh, those trek. What are the kind of sandals that have all the straps? But they're like legitimately like walking sandals. They're very functional. They're very functional. It's it's not. Do you have sandals if you live in Oregon? It's what kind of sandals do you have? Right. I, I think Bend is like kind of a cool, hip sort of spot. So we're in a good spot. Our thanks to Keith for having us on. Um, Keith Shipman. And, uh, and, you know, they got the Trailblazers, the Seahawks, Oregon State football, and basketball. Go Beavs. Beavers building the new football stadium. Finally updating that other side of, of Rensselaer Field. Um, okay, so uh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I, I, I saw this. And I understand that a little bit of it, a little bit of it, is what happened with Tom Brady is akin to guys doing steroids, right? Where we're going to start baseball season and somebody's going to run off to a big start, you know, and have 20 home runs in the first month. And immediately everybody's going to go, mm, steroids. And I don't believe it's that guy's fault, unless he did, he did in fact take steroids or human growth hormone or whatever they're taking, Right? It's all of the guys who had those huge numbers who did take steroids. It's really their fault. I use that as the, the idea of Coach K coming back seems really far-fetched. Right? It was a long process. They already named the next head coach. He was head coach in waiting in John Shire. John Shire um, you know, has built a staff. They're, they got a top five recruiting class. Like The whole thing, seamless handoff, had the had the going away celebration Had every former player invited there to Cameron indoor when they played Carolina. Yes, they lost the game, but it wasn't like they canceled the celebration. And then, Oh yeah, by the way, gets to a final four, lose North Carolina career over. So Jay Williams goes on to, he was on ESPN yesterday. Like, well, you know, well, don't be surprised. Nolan Smith, who of course played there was an assistant coach there, left the program to go to Louisville. His dad tragically died. His dad, was a great player at Louisville. Nolan Smith went left Duke to go to Louisville. Well, that opens up. Maybe they'll move Shire back. Of course, Mike Schrage, who's the head coach at Elon, left his job. Elon College, by the way, right next to it, very close. Doesn't have to move to, to join Duke. And of course, he's a kind of quasi part of the family. He was an assistant at uh, Stanford. Stanford was then coached by Johnny Dawkins, right? There's a connection. But he is an outside. He had his own program in Elon. He's been other places as well. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. I talked to somebody at Duke and they were so bothered. They were so bothered by Jay Williams saying something which the, the, the relay is it has no modicum of truth. It's just simply something that was made up. 0.0% chances. 0.0. Done. Good. Done. I got, what is it, 10 grandchildren, you know? I just, like, it's 75 years old. But what he coached to the Lakers, right? He done with coaching college. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Lakers were eliminated last night. Um, and, you know, you've heard people say, well, you got to, Rob Palinka's got to be on the hot seat, I've heard. You know, Jeannie Buss. It does feel like Frank Vogel, who, I don't understand, like, the Frank Vogel, did they tune him out? Like, I guess. But at some point, if you trade away the players that tune him out, well, then they may tune him back in. He clearly did a good enough job when they won the championship. But Frank Vogel be, will be gone. Well, like, we all think that, right? Okay. So, LeBron's gotten some of the blame as general manager LeBron James. Have you ever seen a star player get none of the blame when it comes as a player? And, and look, injuries, especially for a guy who's never been help, n- never been hurt. I mean, legitimately, like up until, what was it, three years ago, his first year when he got hurt? Uh, up until then, up until then, you know, LeBron has never been hurt. And he got hurt Christmas Day and... I'm sure that it probably affected him more than it affects some guys just because, like, when you've been doing it for, 
your whole life and you get hurt, you're like, you're just not used to it. It throws off your equilibrium. You have no idea what your pain threshold is because you've never really been in all that much pain. So I, I think, yes, general manager LeBron absolutely deserves some blame. LeBron, the manipulator of uh, franchises, deserves some blame. But LeBron, the player, also does as well. Look, Anthony Davis can walk around all he wants and go like, look, if we were healthy, we'd get this thing going. Like, when you're healthy, you're a 500 team. Russell still can't shoot. You still mix Alex Caruso. You can't guard anybody. LeBron can't guard like he used to. And, yeah, he's scoring a bunch of points, but, like, those are empty stats. That's exactly LeBron James's empty stats. And if you think he had a great year, go counter to everything LeBron has always said that he was about. Remember when, even when Steph, even even when Steph won the MVP, back-to-back MVPs, unanimous MVP. LeBron, I, I thought he, I thought what he said was was dead on accurate. He's like, look, Steph, Steph Curry's had an incredible year. They've won 73 games. Like, he's had the best year. They've had the best team. He's deserving of it. But, and people got critical, but if you look at overall impact, you know, the overall impact to me, we're talking really MVP. I would agree. During that year, let's look at overall impact. Yeah, Anthony Davis missed a bunch of games. Yeah, the team's not great. But LeBron played plenty and when LeBron played, they weren't good enough. They didn't win big just because he scored big. Uh, do I understand you have to put the ball eventually in the basket and he's more competent than some other guys? Sure. Sure. But by LeBron's own account, like you have to affect the game, not just score. How much effect, great effect did he have on the game when he's scoring all those points this year? And then, of course, you, so my thing with LeBron is his, his play never takes the blame, only the credit. And I, 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 I would never say he deserves all the blame as a player. I'm not an idiot. He's still a hell of a player at this stage of his career. But there's, you can't just look at the box score or watch the highlights or watch him hit a bunch of shots and think he's playing great. The same level of critique we've had for years with Carmelo Anthony in terms of scoring points and not playing defense or helping your team win, that's the same fair criticism of LeBron James. Completely and totally fair. Yes, John Ramos. What would you like him to say? Would you like him to say, you know what, I really screwed up this year. Uh, that getting Russell Westbrook wasn't the right thing to do. I mean, I, I agree with you. He doesn't take the blame. But what would you like? What would be something he could say that you'd be like, well, at least he's taking the blame for some of this stuff? Um, I, th- I think all you have to say is like, look, this is a team and I'm the leader of this team. Uh, you know, if you consider yourself the greatest player of all time and he considers himself the greatest of all time, then there's just a level of accountability. That's on me. If we don't win, that's on me. You can't control if you win or lose when you're not playing. And I, as I pointed out the last couple of days, I'm stunned that after scoring 38 on Friday, he shut it down, hasn't played since because his ankle's sore. When remarkably, he's going to come back and play this Sunday, you know, to try to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the all-time scoring king. You know, but I, I think, John, what I'd like to hear him say is like, look, I, I absolutely hold myself uh, as part of the, part of the problem. We have to get better. I have to get better. I got to help get these. Like, you don't even have to say, like, I have to get better as a player. Like, I got we, we, I got to figure out at this point in my career what we got to put around and how I got to play in order to make us better. But sa- surrounding yourself with your buddies doesn't work. You know, I've, I've asked several people that are in the know there. Like, why did they, why they, what, wrestle Westbrook, that doesn't make any sense. Friends of LeBron. You know? And of course, we know Carmelo and, you know, as, as popular as Carmelo is, the fact is, like, where has he gone that they've been better and they've won more games because of it? He went to Portland. And I'll grant you, he was on the street and Portland got great value out of a guy who cost them very little. little. But Portland was worse, not better. Uh, you know, I know they had injuries in their front line. Yes, John Ramos, go ahead. That was such a big thing, what, like, seven, eight years ago. Do you think that's coming to an end now? Do you think that whole like, hey, I'm just grabbing a couple of my buddies, you know, we talked at it at the 
at a, the you know the store last night. We're gonna all play together. It seems such a like a real big and interesting thing. And now it seems like you just talked about right now. Like it's not working. It's and none of these teams with all their friends playing together. Like it's good for a pickup game, I guess, when you're out with a, your guys from college, like you hung out with. But maybe not for the NBA anymore. Um. No, I, I, I don't think that goes. I still think you need guys. I mean, like, look, it's still a game in which guys can recruit each other. And they're still, I mean, you know, you still have Kyrie and, and Kevin Durant still playing together. I think if they end up turning this thing around and winning, that changes. You still need relationships. I, I don't think it's, but do I think, I think the the superstars, we've never had anything like LeBron. We've never had a guy who basically owns and co-owns and runs a sports agency. We just never had that. It, it's not good for business. I don't care if they want a title. It's not good for business. Okay, so uh, I want to give a little credit here to Isaac Lohenkron. Bruh, 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 916 says, uh, wasn't Jason Stewart. It was um, Isaac Lohenkron who dropped a, or break, being the small town next to next to Bend. It sailed over my head. Oh, no, it was, it was, it was Jason Stewart. It was Jason Stewart, yeah. It was Jay Stu? Yeah. Hey Jason, isn't bruh 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 nine one six your burner account? By the way, <laughs> it was a it was a bad uh, joke. I said the sitting next to Bend is or break Bend or break. Well, I, oh Bend or break. Yeah. And you know <laughs> what? It should have. So been- I no. I listen, literally like I'm actually. <laughs> You know what that that's like? That's like when you go and see a Will Ferrell movie at first, right? You're just <clears throat> you miss some of the little stuff because you're paying attention to the big stuff. I was actually I I was actually I thought I was like oh or break. A bender break. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> kind of a dad joke. It uh, Yeah, it was so corny. And I, I, I should have actually shouted out to my guy, Vic the, Brick, Vic the Brick Jacobs, who says that he is bamboo or the Dodgers are bamboo. They bend, but they don't break. Ah, I, I should have said something bamboo. like that. It's just not. It wasn't good. I, I wish I could take that moment back in my radio career. No, nah, it was it was good. Somebody else liked it. Uh, Deuce uh, uh, hit me up and says, uh, "You're thinking of Tiva sandals." That's exactly what I'm thinking of. Uh, <clears throat> I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of Tiva sandals and jeans. Not right? the- when, or, or 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 I'm thinking of I'm thinking of hairy legs, Tiva sandals, and like um, hiking shorts. Yeah, as opposed to the ones that Peppermint Patty and Jesus Christ wore. Is are, are you you're making that? <laughs> No, I just, do you own sandals? I like, most people in California own flip-flops, right? Like, you own, like, flip-flops. Yes. I yes. feel like Oregon, like, you pass state lines, and they're like, here's your drugs, here's your, t- I'm kidding, here's your Tiva sandals, <laughs> you know, here's your backpack, here's your rain gear, you know, um, here's your ability to live off the land. I'm kidding, of course. These are, these are bad Oregon jokes as we come on on and in Bend. Like in Bend, they're like, hold on, wait, wait. I'm not getting your I'm in my I'm in my Tesla. I got to get out of my Tesla here to make sure that I get I get in and I get my latte. I'll go to my latte during the break. That's Bend's Bend is it's I think. Tell me if I'm wrong. Somebody in Bend who's listening on on the new affiliate. It's the Austin of Oregon, isn't it? Does every does, does every state have an Austin? Do we have an Austin in California? Oh, that's a really good question. Orange County. No. 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 Well, yeah, no. it is opposite. There is politically it's opposite from the rest of the state. That that part I would I would say it's like a um it's gonna be somewhere in Northern California. Ooh. Not Napa. Not Los Gatos. That's a really good question though. Yeah, but like look at like most states, I, I Iowa, honestly, Des Moines is really cool. Like West Des Moines is I'm just telling you, like you people think look at me like, what are you what are you talking about, God? Des Moines is cool. Um, not every state has it, but lots of states do. Um, what would you say about one? San Luis Obispo for California? San Luis Obispo. That might, uh, Berkeley? Now, Berkeley is about the most California thing ever. You think? Yes. Okay. They protest over the protests. <laughs> they have protests over the protests over the protest over the protest, and there are people that want to protest that. <laughs> so true, <dude. laughs> I don't know much about the city, but I do know that Clint Eastwood was the mayor of Carmel. Of Carmel. Carmel, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if that speaks to how it's too small. I think it's, I think it's too small. I think, I think San Luis Obispo and Paso Robles. I think that's a possible. You might have a winner there. Uh, you might have a winner there, Ilo or whoever whoever suggested that one. That's good. That one's a good one. That that's a place that no one knows exists, and you're like, this is an incredible place incredible place but it's just a little bit too far off the beaten path for everything else 
but 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 Ben being the being the Austin of Oregon, I'm going to stick with that one until somebody proves uh, proves me otherwise. Coming up next, uh, what does another star NFL receiver think of Stephon Diggs' contract? I think we know, but we'll find out next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, this is from Mads. Mads is a good tweet. I like this one. Uh, at MadPad8, Park City is the Bend, Oregon of Utah, and Bend is the Austin of Te- uh, Bend is the Austin of Oregon, right? Y- yes. Yeah. Right. So I like that. Park City is the Utah one, right? It, it, um, states that have city like Austin, in but not of, in but not of. I like that. That's a good one. So we got Park City. We got Bend. We got Austin. Any others that you guys want to throw out there? I'm sure there's other. I'm sure there's other. You know what? Uh, I was thinking of this when we were talking about this yesterday, but New York City is in New York, but it's not of New York in that all my family is upstate, and that's like a completely different uh, state than New York City. Like... Upstate New York is kind of like uh, Eastern Pennsylvania, as opposed to the you know metropolitan that is Correct. New York City. Correct. Correct. But we still we need we need a city that's kind of cool, kind of hip, and doesn't doesn't mirror that of the surrounding sort of areas in order to draw the parallels of those type of towns. Think about it. Let's get to the press. The press. Isaac Lowenkron, I love what he got. Actually, just leaving this here for you, what about Nashville in Tennessee? Good. Mm, Works. Okay. Works. All right. Speaking of working, the big news today, the huge extension for Stephon Diggs. Four years, $104 million with the Buffalo Bills. The following tweeted by Debo Samuel. Oh, okay. Then with Samuel presently going into the final year of his deal in 2022. Um, yeah, he going to get paid. Now, the question is, again, like the Niners to be interested, you know, is that a guy that they move this offseason? And you're like, no way they move him. He's way too important and way too versatile. He is. Do you know who else was way too important and way too versatile and then became way too expensive? Tyreek Hill. So mm. I wouldn't let, I love Debo Sape. Like there's a, they got a couple of, What's Mark Slater's term? Football playing Jesse's. They got like five dudes on that team that are just great football players, and he's one of them. But it's going to cost you to keep him. Since Tiger Woods confirmed that he will be playing in the Masters, bets on Tiger to win the Masters have skyrocketed, despite him, of course, being considered a long shot. Caesar says there are over 1,000 more bets on Tiger to win than any other golfer. Points bet says it's gotten over three times more bets and more than twice as much money wagered on Tiger to win than any other golfer. In fact, the points bet head of trading told ESPN, and I quote, Tiger winning the Masters would be the worst result for us at any golf tournament since we started operating by far, unquote. Yeah, because people bet on favorites traditionally, although this guy stayed loaded up. Now, the, 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 the guys who are really sitting there pretty are the ones that – that that bought Tiger winning the Masters like two weeks ago, because wow. that I mean the the, the odds are astro- have changed dramatically, dramatically. And finally, back to the NFL, Bruce Arians was being interviewed on KMVP Radio in Phoenix, and he said that he last season asked Larry Fitzgerald if he'd come out of retirement for their playoff run after Chris Godwin sustained a year-ending torn ACL. Fitzgerald politely declined. Remember, of course, Arians coached Fitzgerald with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, We have some breaking news that we got to break in on. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. You want to get it, Isaac, or should I? I know you've been working and doing the press. I apologize. Uh, about Matthias, M- Matisse Theibel? No, Steve Lavin, new head coach at the University of San Diego. Oh, the Toreros. How about that? How about that? How about that? Okay. Lavin the Lazarus rides again. I mean, this dude, I mean, he's an amazing dude. Modern day kind of hippie. Doesn't drive a car. Uber's everywhere. But UCLA... 
uh, and then TV, and then St. John's, and now San Diego. Whoa, what a life. What a life. Congrats, Lab. He's the best kind of guy. So happy for him and interested to see what he, he does. Ooh, ooh. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 